Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. On this particular podcast, we will be recapping The Challenge. Double Agents, Season 36, Episode 9, Lady Vengeance. Trying to mix it up with my cadence on how I introduce things. It's very samey-samey on this podcast. I know, you did a dramatic pause there. Well, you know, you gotta do something here. It feels like Groundhog's Day, you know what I mean? When you're uh, when you're doing the old Reality Blows <laughs> podcast. it's It could be it could feel like just like the very first time, and it could also feel like we've been doing the same show for 10 years. But you never know, and that's why people tune in. It's a grab bag, folks. Speaking of, if you haven't rated us five stars on the old podcast app, get over there. Give us a five-star rating. Say you like us for the love of God. Say you like us. Say you like us for the love of God. (laughs) Also, uh, why don't you uh, sign up for our Patreon? Get two extra episodes, two bonus episodes a month for five bucks. Uh, We only have one tier, so, uh, you know, choose that tier. And uh, five bucks gets you to, you know, about about two hours extra content each month. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, that's great. And you get the knowledge of knowing you're supporting two struggling podcasters. We also used to give stickers. We don't. We haven't done that in a long time, just because of COVID. So, uh, you know, if if you, if you signed up for the Patreon and you didn't get a sticker, you know, just uh, mail email us and we'll give you a sticker. I don't know. We'll yeah, do it. we'll mail it to you. Sticker. It ain't nothing to us to mail it to you. But we we've we've stopped with the stickers. It Listen, just seems we have wrong. so many stickers. We so have a lot of stickers. If you just want a sticker. I'm using them as tape at this point. I'm email just ta- us. We'll <laughs> send you a sticker. I'm taping things shut with these stickers. But um, folks, they're cool stickies. And on that note, I think we should jump right into this recap. Let's do it. This episode is episode nine. The title of it is Lady Vengeance. Yes, I'm glad you said that again. Thank you. Did you, did you already say that? I always say it up front. Oh, okay. It's okay. Um, it starts with a good old-fashioned recap of last week's episode. The highlights that you need to remember are that Kyle and Cam, uh, Kyle and Cam won the daily and that Josh and Nani went against the house vote, which was Michi and Amber in the crater. It ended up being a guy's day, so it was Josh versus Michi. Josh sent Michi home. In what was uh, one of the more laughable uh, eliminations. Uh, I guess we'll take this time to remind everybody that we are not in Josh's camp anymore. A couple of you reached out and said thank you. For, for saying that. Well, we got some, thank God, you guys are finally on the right side of Josh. And then we got some, I love Josh's. Right, right, so. right. So uh, people, you know, this has really been one of the more polarizing statements of our yeah. uh, of our history. But yeah, uh, we're watching uh, Big Brother 19, and, and obviously that's the Josh season. And uh, Josh is very unlikable. Now, and you should say that we started watching Big Brother season 19, the Josh season, because, because of Josh. we love Josh. Because we wanted more Josh. Because we loved Josh. Now, can I clarify once again, the, the why we like Josh is he's kind of a goofball, and we like yeah. laughing. We, like, we, like, we, we think he's funny. We like laughing at him. And I like a pure heart. I like a heart of gold. <laughs> and Ashley likes a pure heart, and we found out that he was just really intolerable and like uh, cruel and a bully on, yeah. <laughs> on, 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 on his season of Big Brother. Now, of course, I'm a big nerd, so I'm I'm nerding out over uh, some of the you know the recap and reaction from the fans of that season. Nick's listening to old recaps uh, so, from this. season. So I'm like of of Big Brother. So I'm like uh, you know now I'm like ah I kind of like Josh a little bit more now. Listen, um, I the new revelation is Josh and the rest of the people in the house are mimicking a, a, a Big Brother Canada player who became like a superstar and uh, a reporter for the show and other networks based on how she acted in the Big Brother house. Babe, this sounds like information for the Monday show. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it keeps getting deeper. But you know what, folks? We're, this is not a Big Josh episode. I hate, to, I hate to say it. This is not a Big Josh episode, so you're not going to hear any more of this. So you know what, Ash? Let's just continue with this recap. So just so you guys know, the recap of last week ends with a Cam interview where she is basically saying it's time for Teresa to go. So that is how this episode starts. The first scene of this episode that involves people and not still shots of full moons or fog or stars over beautiful landscapes is Josh walking into the house as a victor. Woohoo! 
Josh has finally won his first elimination. Then we get a Corey interview saying that he wants to show that he has what it takes to be a champion. He wants a gold skull. It has now become, it's now gotten into that part. The season has shifted. Now it is not about getting a gold skull that's available, but it has become about taking a gold skull from someone who already has one. At the bunks, we see Leroy, Anissa, and Cam congratulating Josh about his win. Josh says, I could hear you guys. Uh, I could hear you guys from the stands. And Leroy said, yeah, we were cheering and laughing. And Josh laughed about this, which I like, that he at least knows that it was a fucking goofy performance. I don't know what happened to him on social media. I'm sure some people came at him on social media after that, and I'm sure some people supported him on social media after that. But uh, need I remind you, if you did not watch last week's episode, uh, at least pop on that crater elimination because it's one of the funnier edits that the challenge has done to a to a particular player. And on that week, it was uh, particularly. Um, it felt good. It was uh, incredible. It felt good for it was us. Incredible. We needed some catharsis. We needed some laughter, and Josh gave it to us. Um, we have Cam. She's in the bunks with them, and she's talking about the shift that we're all about to experience in the game. And she says we're about to see completely different alliances. I like this idea. I hadn't really considered that that things would shake up in the house alliance wise once all the gold skulls have been gotten. Um, then we see Amber M walk into the bunks, a different set of bunks. We see Amber M walk in and the people who are in the room are Devin, Gabby and CT. Amber M walks in and she says, um, can I still hang with you guys? And they're like, of course. Amber now, M's feeling like some social pressure or, you know, she, she, she is her and her partner were voted in by the house. So her response is going to be very interesting because her partner went home and I wonder how she's going to act. Yeah, I feel like um, they all knew that this was going to be a guy's day, I think. Uh, so I, I don't know the how persecuted she felt on that particular vote. But when you get when you get voted in as many times as Amber has been either, uh, you know, threatened to or been voted uh, into the crater, I mean, you, you got to feel like you can't turn to anybody. And of course, she's like, who am I going to hang out with now? Because Amber B has kind of turned her back on her in, 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 in her way, because she knows now and we're about to get into it that Amber B fucking voted for her. And that was her good ass friend in the house. Amber M starts talking about how Amber B voted for her. Of course she did. She's hurt. She's hurt. She's upset. She trusted Amber B. Um, do you have any thoughts on CT being in this room? I, they showed him for like a second laying down, I remember, and being like, is he really in that room? And they just wanted to make the scope of the room bigger. I was like, is, is this um, footage that has been played with? But they did do a wide shot where Devin and Gabby were in one bunk and CT was in another. I guess maybe that's just the room he's in. You know, he's just laying in bed. Don't right? you think that's odd that, that he's, in the, the, he's in the rookie room? No, because he considers himself an outcast on these shows. I listened to his interview on the official Challenge podcast last week. So I think he just kind of picks a room and he doesn't really worry about being. I don't think he comes onto the show and he's like, oh, all my friends are here mm. uh, ever. Um, so or since he's, you know, been gone and then come back like whenever that was. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think that I, I, it doesn't shock me that he's just shacking up in like a random ass room. Interesting. Now, did Amber M say and I did miss this in my notes. So hopefully, Nick, you got this. Did Amber M say that Kyle told her Amber B voted? for her she didn't mention that she didn't that's no. what i thought yeah she just knows somehow um she knows because i think she could just count i think i think at this point you can just count it out right like who voted for who i mean i can't you figure that out just through i don't know how she would because deducing because like, you could say like there's let's say because it was anisa and fessy were the other team that the house was going to vote for so like let's say four teams voted for anisa and fessy and five voted for um uh, Amber B, Amber M, and Michi. How would Amber M know? You know I, what I mean? Well, I mean, didn't Kyle tell her that? Like, they talked about it immediately. Kyle like, said, afterwards, like, Kyle was like, oh, Amber M came up to me and was like, just let me know if Amber B voted. We didn't see that, I don't think. Yeah. 
But I'm sure he did. That's his game. Like yeah. he goes and he and he stirs up trouble. I'm assuming he did. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I'm sure everybody did. I'm sure they all just kind of want to start. I mean, this is good for the people at the top of the heap. It's good that the people at the bottom of the heap are picking targets out of one another. So, and Kyle knows this, and Cam knows this. She keeps mentioning this, um, and we'll 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 hear her little comment about this in a, in a few minutes. Yeah, I love her comment. Okay, so we get the next day. At least I assume it's the next day because it's a shot of the building with the sun above it, and Nani's talking to Cam, and Nani is saying. I would prefer not to go against someone who has beat me. Cam is like, who, Teresa? This is the second time Nani has brought up the fact that Teresa has beat her. Yeah. They seem to have a... Nani has bad blood with Teresa. She didn't like Teresa. I also, like, I'm sure maybe it's not necessarily true for this house because there's so many new people, but who has, hasn't beat Nani? Like that that statement to me would be interesting if it was like, oh yeah, Nani, that infamous loss that right. Nani had 15 years ago. No, it's like Nani, you're not a good competitor. So I, I this I oh coming out and being like, I just don't want to go up against somebody who's beaten me, is already you've already lost, Nani. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're you're not gonna win. You're not getting a skull. You're out. <laughs> right. I think Nani needs to go. I don't think Nani needs to be on the show anymore. I think like I liked <sighs> Nani when like she was throwing like when like she was throwing a cup of noodles at like Anissa Last in the bunker. Season. But like is that enough for me to keep her around? And she had such a fallout emotionally from that where it was like she that didn't reunion be on the was show. hard to watch. She made the reunion. I can understand why producers like her. She's been around for a while. She talks like pretty direct and a lot of shit like when she feels like she has to. She's and fun to root for even though you know she's always going to lose. I guess she's fine. I think I'm like not finding the fun to root for this season. And mm. I'm like, well, I think maybe it's time to make room or bring back somebody from her era that isn't uh no, I know uh, we don't like her in some way, shape, or form, but bring back Emily Schramm. Let's get another huge mm. competitor. I mean, that's her era of, of people. Evelyn. Um, Laurel. Ev- no, I don't want a Laurel, sure. Laurel but I don't want anybody incredible. who's not been on the show, who's not like been like thinking about the show. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, that's why I was like weirded out when Teresa came on the show, but like this episode it like reveals a lot about her sort of journey here. And I, I didn't know about her story. And I also didn't know how much like the challenge was in her brain. Yeah. Um, and it turns out like, you know, uh, you know, I would love to see, uh, you know, Teresa just be a mainstay on this cast uh, because she really wants this fucking thing. Nani, does she want it? Yeah, I guess. But I think she's like also like, nah, I'm on a TV show every year. You know, those people who are not like, I'm coming here for my shot to win the money. I'm sure this is in her brain and I'm sure I'm like just making this shit up. But like when when you're a CT or a Nani, you know, or, you know, somebody who is just cast every single season, I think you start to just be like, this is my job to come yeah. on the show and fucking but lose. CT wins. CT does win. You're right. Yeah. But, but, but like also CT, you know, on his interview chalked up the beginning of the season to a rebuilding season yeah for himself, that's incredible which is is funny but i mean, we won't talk about this that much longer but um to sum it up nani step up your game you're nowhere to be found on this season so you're not even doing your job well i think nani actually does a great job this episode but we'll talk about that as it um develops so nani and Com- nani and Com- nani and cam are talking about Teresa, and cam says who does she want to go against a rookie and nani says yeah, basically. And then Nani says the only rookie that has a chance like to beat anyone here is Gabby. And they kind of talk about how Gabby is fit. Cam in an interview says, I'm going after Teresa. I'm going to show how a real queen does it. Amber M in a new scene pulls Amber B aside. So this is interesting. Amber M goes to talk to Amber B. They are sitting. I love looking at how people are sitting. Amber B is on the floor. Amber M is above her. So there's like a power dynamic with how they're sitting. And then Amber M is like, I don't like fake bitches. You said you weren't going to vote for me. You voted for me. You're fake. Nick, you loved this. Yeah, Amber M is growing on me a bit. Tell me about it. I think that she's good with this sort of management of humans. Yeah. She's not really sneaking around and talking shit about somebody. And when she hears that, when something happens to her, uh, historically now we have uh, receipts that she goes immediately and confronts that person. Do you know what? 
that usually that has worked out for her. Yeah. You know, she confronted uh, who Tori. was it? Tori. It Tori was went great. Tori went home. Like you going around telling people that I'm weak without telling me that you think I'm weak makes you weak. To find <laughs> out that people are talking shit about you and then just kind of be like shit. Like now people are talking shit about me and then all of a sudden you're in the crater and you're gone. You're off the show. But right. like you need to do something to fight back socially in this game and honestly letting like a rumor or like the fact that somebody's plotting against you uh letting that go and be like that's fine i'll see her in the crater or that's fine i'm gonna vote for her or now i know who my friends are and not actually confronting that person does nothing to help yourself you need to you need to put a spotlight on that person and be like this person shady guys let's flip the heat on them right and and then all of a sudden people are like oh shit well i guess there's another choice here because now this person's being outed and at least that there's a target on this person's back and not my back yeah and then people will fucking help out amber because it's like hey anybody but not me sure you want to say amber b is the per- problem and not amber m i don't give a fuck it has nothing to do with my game so, um, I yeah, this moment, my I think I was just like, oh, I kind of like her now, even though I, I feel like she came off as unlikable in the first few episodes. Yeah, so Amber M's confronting Amber B. We get an interview from Amber B saying, like, I've been with Big Brother since I entered headquarters. And Amber B is really sort of scrambling here to justify herself to Amber M. She's like, I, I feel like people were working against me, you know? And, like, she's kind of, like, all over the place. And then, then we get this camp interview because cam walks by and hears them and she says um the ambers are fighting which i loved yeah and then she says there's all this rookie drama yeah and it's good for them because that means the little the the guppies are chewing each other up and the sharks are fucking just chilling yeah uh you know um it really as i watch these elimination games uh these these elimination reality shows it you you start to really figure out the tenets of of the like the main pillars of what you need to do. What is the game? It feels like a structured game until you get into the show and then you go, wow, this is really fluid. Like, I don't even know, I can't even get traction here in this game. I think your main goal in these games, and this might be so stupid to hear from somebody who's been watching these things a long time. Like, I'm not talking about myself, but like a, a listener, a blowhard out there who's like, yeah, of course. But like, you need to make sure that everybody else has a target in their in their head and that target is not you. Mm. So like if there's somebody floating around and even if they're not on your radar and you seem to not be on their radar, it's not good radar. for you. Radar. It's not good for you. Yeah. You need to make sure little Amber and medium Amber yeah. have people to look at and target. Yeah. And even if they're not even in your weight class. It's kind of like a magic trick where you're like, uh, I'm going to shuffle the deck while you look over there. Right. And you're like, making moves while people are focused keep, on the wrong keep thing. Keep people busy on other targets so that they're not targeting you. That's like the main deal with this game. I want to mention before we move on to this scene from this scene, how long have we been calling it headquarters? That was weird to me. It, they called. They used it twice last night. Has this been headquarters the whole time? I and, haven't And have I missed it. that? A guy who watches these shows and then reports back on it the next day? <laughs> yeah, I think this is the first time. I mean, it seems like every episode has like buzzwords for this ep- for the episodes. Like last episode, they said daily three times. Yeah. Like, you know, it seems like that that's what's going on. But no, we have not heard headquarters before. We yeah. would have noticed that. Yeah. So Amber M says in an interview um, that Amber B has just dug her own grave. Then in a new scene, we see Amber M and Gabby talking about Amber B. And they kind of are like talking about how shady she is, how they were in an alliance with her. And now they're saying Amber B stands for Amber Backstabber. Ooh. Where is Big T? Where is Big T? She seemed like she was having a bad day. She's in this alliance and all of this, you know, these, yeah, this, these are the rookie about girls. At all, yeah. And she, we don't see any, you know, we don't see her weighing mm-hmm. in at all. And she seemed to be the leader of it too. That's what I saw. So it's interesting to me that she is not, she doesn't weigh in at all in this entire episode. Then we have a gym scene, which I find to just be, you know, it's one of those things where it gives the challengers humanity. 
um, and it brings an issue to our awareness. And like some people think that maybe it's not necessary for the show, but I like these moments. I particularly liked this bonding scene between Corey and his new partner, Teresa. And they're talking about, you know, if Teresa planned her kids and then, and then Teresa starts talking about her postpartum depression. She says in an interview, it's not discussed enough. She tells Corey about her symptoms, her anxieties, um, how she wasn't able to sleep through the night. And Corey says, like, you are describing my girlfriend right now. And this is a really sweet scene. They bond over postpartum depression. And, you know, it has nothing to do with the game, but I liked it. Yeah. Um, also, having a child with somebody, and I'm not judging, but having a child with somebody and then popping out and being like, yeah, my girlfriend feels, it just feels really strange to me. What, what do you mean? Calling somebody your girlfriend that you're having a child with, I yeah. feel like just, just cla- class it up with like my partner. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Throw a partner on there. Girlfriend, uh, and I, and not to shade any girlfriends out there. Girlfriends are great. I, I had one for many, many years, and uh, she was pretty okay. <laughs> uh, and then I made her my fiance. And now she's my partner. You see how it works? I just feel like Corey would be doing himself some some good uh, on ho- at home by making it seem a little bit more warm. Girlfriend is just not a warm term. I know. And it feels really like infantile. My girlfriend. Yeah. It's being taken out of the lexicon, I feel like. Yeah. Um, can we move on? You look like you're about to... You're, okay. Um, so next scene is Amber B talking to Casey. They're all in the kitchen. All the challengers are in the kitchen. And Amber B is saying like, it's like truly like mean girl in here right now. Like I'm feeling so many bad vibes. She didn't use that language. I'm, I'm putting in there that in there to give you guys an idea of like Amber B looks like kind of paranoid and anxious, but she does say it's mean girl in here right now, which is important because Gabby hears her and we find that out later. But Amber B saying that to Casey and Casey, who is is clearly running the Big Brother Alliance is like, nah, you don't have to worry about that. Just like, be cool. Don't worry about that. In an interview, Casey says, you know, this is a game for a lot of money and you have to make uncomfortable decisions. Then the green light goes off in the house, letting us know that the challenge has been activated. Now, I don't think that green light is real. I think that's a post move. Really? Post production. Yeah. I think, didn't they say the green light one time? No, I think they hear a horn. I think they hear oh, a horn and then they put a green light in. Uh, maybe there's only a green light in one room and they add it to other rooms to make it seem like it's happening throughout the house. But that's my big my big suspect moment of the episode. Interesting. While people are getting ready to go to the challenge, we see Gabby talking to Amber B in their bunks. She's saying, like, I heard you say the thing about the mean girls in the kitchen. Abby B in an interview says everything has changed with me and Gabby. Amber B. Amber B says everything has changed with me and Gabby since she's become partners with Devin. Devin's number one target is the Big Brother Alliance. Gabby was my in my alliance. Now she's partners with Devin. Things are weird. Gabby in an interview says it's like hard to talk to Amber B about your feelings. Like I'm trying to discuss this with her, but she's turning herself into a victim. And then Gabby sort of ends this conversation with Amber B in the bunks by saying like, you don't trust me. I don't trust you now. And that's that. Mm, so the lines in the sand are officially drawn. It's true. We reach our challenge. TJ is there and he says, Hey guys, uh, you know, this is a game. You don't know what you're going to get. And today I have to tell you that Burger King has joined the action. Yes. And this got me very excited. I always love when there's a sponsorship, especially when it's some dumb fast food company. They've been doing a lot of sponsorships this season. So I enjoy this Burger King deal. And uh, who knows? Are they going to give us any extra money? We'll find out. Well, no, we'll find out right now. They 5K each. Uh, the winners get $5,000 a piece. And something else pretty epic, yeah, but you they, don't find out until yeah, you win. And the winners also get something else. Yeah, they don't tell you. So, um, And w- what's today's game? Well, it's TJ's the- favorite of the season. It's trivia, baby. Trivia time. We have a commercial. When we come back, my Nick Maritato looks at me and says, something's going on with Big T. You see Big T. I've seen her like three times in this episode. She looks like she's crying. There's something happening. She's not having a good day. We're not getting any interviews from her. We're not seeing her interact with anyone. She looks upset every time the camera kind of pans over the crowd. Yeah. 
Um, we learned that this trivia game is called Mission Interrogation. They're on a platform and they're holding onto this bar and it goes down at a certain percentage of um, like an incline if you get it wrong until basically you're just kind of horizontal with the water and then you fall into it. Um, you go down a notch if you get it wrong and if you get it right, there's a sabotage element where you can sabotage another player and have their little bar go down a certain incline. And, and honestly, if you can hang on, if the thing goes, uh, you know, goes a few notches and you're parallel with the water, like you can hang on for as long as you want. It, I like this episode, uh, this version of the trivia because normally it's just like you get it wrong and then like you know a, a trap door opens and you fall into the ocean. Like there is no physical uh, element element into the competition. Not true on this one. There is. And there's also the sabotage element, which I see. Uh, you see, you, I've seen on other challenges, and you see a lot on Survivor as well, where they're yeah. like chopping the people's rope and all that stuff. So I like it. It kind of has like a little bit of strategy, a little bit of physicality, and uh, a bunch of brains uh, yeah. involved in this. Also, this trivia, um, which I feel like they they kind of mix it up every couple of seasons. This trivia is just general trivia. It's not about the challenge itself. Ashley didn't like that. She likes the challenge trivia. I like it too, but I think for the game purposes, like I think it should be general trivia. I like when they're asking questions about last season because what it does is it requires these players to watch past seasons so you don't have people who just show up on the show like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing here. So I like that being like sort of a requirement. You got to know what's happened in the past. This was world trivia. So this was kind of like world facts. I kinda, I guess that goes hand in hand with the spy element. Um, we learned some interesting things. It was fun. I guess my favorite fact, which was not actually world trivia, was that we learned TJ stands for Thomas Joseph. Yes. That was fun. And, and Darrell did not know that. Listen, I'm going to save everybody this recap of, of what's going on, okay? So the first heat is won by Darrell. And what's interesting about this is Darrell throughout the entire season has talked about he does not like heights. He just doesn't like them. And he's freaked out on this deal. But he's smart enough to get past it. Um, you know, they're kind of targeting one another. But Darrell is the winner here. And um, and I and I I think that's probably the only notable thing that happens in this first heat. I want to say some things. Sure. I didn't write down necessarily anything that happened with the players because it it was fun to watch, but it wasn't like fun to report on. Like you guys, yeah, they get it wrong yeah. and then the thing clicks forward. And, and then, then a lot of times they don't even show us the question. Yeah. They just show TJ being like, that's incorrect. Yes. Which just, is frustrating. It's got a super cut of corrects and incorrects. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, now we're just watching them click down. But I, I have some comments that you said. Sure. You at one point were like, get over it, guys. Get over it. Oh, I don't like the the fact that they have to fall into the water and like they show the reactions of these players like, oh, no, we're going to. And they're like, and you're going to be over this water we brought you to. And then everybody's like, oh, come on. Uh, I understand it's cold. It's like, do you not expect to be launched into water at this point? Like, yeah. I get it. Maybe they're telling them to react that way. And it's good for TV. It makes it feel like, oh, they're scared to do this. I get it. But just as a pet peeve for myself, it's just like, be like, yeah, of course, that's what we do. We kind of get launched into freezing cold water. That's yeah. like kind of what we do every other episode. So I'm not surprised by that at all. So there you go. Another Nick comment that you were very vocal about during this is that you wanted to see Lolo win. I'm pissed that Lolo is just losing all of these physical challenges. I, I just don't understand why she can't hang on here. Um, I guess, you know, trivia, not her deal, but like she's long, a long human being. And she's a physical athlete. I just don't, I guess their arms were so weak that like by the time holding themselves up, by the time that the thing was fully parallel from the water, like the idea of just holding on to a bar was too much for them because their arms had already been worked out for however long it took. I get it. I want to see Lolo win one of these things. She's a friggin' Olympian. Like yeah. win a physical challenge here. Yeah. I mean, I understand this isn't necessarily physical, but it's like, Hang there then, Lolo. I don't know. It's disappointing. She's being she's becoming a dud. Yeah. And so is Nam, unfortunately. And so is Nam. I mean, Nam's personality, he's sweet, he's a big cuddly bear. We all like seeing him, right? But like, why hasn't this team won a daily? Like, why why do we just see them fighting? And then anytime I see them, I just end up feeling bad for Nam. So come on, you guys, get it together. We have a commercial. When we come back, we have the classic uh, interview where Corey explains the rules of the game to us again. But then he sort of ends his little interview by saying, 
we have got to win. Teresa and I have to win if we want to be safe this week. Um, Lolo, then we get an interview with Lolo explaining the rules that made Nick and I laugh out loud. Um, do you remember this? Yes, because she was just like, oh, no, it wasn't the rules. She was just like, I got to hang on to this so I can win. Because in order to win, the, in order to get into the final, you need a gold skull. Yeah, like, that's it was what just she like, did. Okay, yeah. it's like we've watched like literally like 11 <laughs> hours of this show, more, probably 15 hours of this show so far. And like, that's what the show is about. I understand that there's a certain, I understand that they have to repeat sort of the, like the tenets and the pillars of the game in order for us to know what the stakes are for casual viewers. Sure. But there is a certain finesse to that. Yeah, there was no <laughs> finesse to this. It was pretty funny. Um. So, yeah. So the second... So the 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 other person that won this their heat was Nam. And TJ said two agents did excellent today, Nam and Darrell. But the one agent who answered the most questions correctly and stayed up there the longest was... Drumroll, please. Darrell. Darrell. I already said that. Now, this is the thing that I don't get with this. You said Darrell won his heat. You didn't yes. say he won the game. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying he won the game. Well, who uh, won the second heat? Nam. And did we say that? I just said it, babe. <laughs> Literally. Sorry, I'm thinking about de-icing the car right now. I am. That's what's happening to me in my brain. Something I don't like about this is that <laughs> basically Nam is punished in some way because, like, he... You know, his his heat was dumber and fell off quicker because Nam staying up there the longest versus Darrell staying up there the longest. It's not like that once they were the last, then they hung on. It's like whoever took the, the whoever heat took the longest to fall off because they were getting the answers correct. Then they stayed up there the longest. Do you see what I'm saying? I understand. I I know what you mean. Like, but still, like he should have just been able to hang. It's like. He and Darrell hung out, hung on to the same bar, getting the same amount of questions. I don't think hanging up there, staying up there the longest has anything to do with it. Because as soon as you're the last person up there, then TJ's like, okay, it's over. It's not like, okay, now no, let's see how long you that's hang. That's not true. Are you sure? I'm, I'm, I think, it, I think they're supposed to just keep hanging there. No, I don't think so. I mean, Darrell did right. get all the... I, I do believe that Darrell got more correct answers. I don't answers know. Yeah, I guess them. you're right. I th in my brain, it was like even when you're done, you got to hang out. Hang no, out I didn't see that. I just saw them be the last person up there, and then and then TJ say, "Okay, you're the winner. You're yeah. the last person up." I don't know. Anyway, don't know. the winner is Darrell. TJ calls uh, Darrell and Amber up to some briefcases. He says, "You, uh, you, you guys now get the secret uh, prize. Both of you get both of you get five k." And you also get this very cool thing. So then they make them go over to two separate briefcases and uh, they open up the briefcases. These two could not look more confused, by the way. And like, yeah. By the way, this team, Amber and uh, Darrell, is a boring ass team. Yeah. I lost and something for Amber this episode that I hope I get back. They have zero personality and are not made for television. Okay? So there you go. Wow. I I'm sorry. Darrell? I don't know. I don't know. Once again, I don't know the feeder show. I mean, I know that Amber's from Big Brother. I haven't seen it, but she didn't win. I know that. And... I'm not willing to go that far to go watch an Amber season uh, unless she acts a fool in the house and then maybe I'll do it. But honestly, I just think that she's just not, she ain't got it. And honestly, neither does Casey, but I, I just kind of feel like they've picked a kind of a weird batch of big brother people. In my opinion, like Casey's a winner and yes, she's athletic and I get it. Like athleticism makes her better than Amber because Amber doesn't seem as athletic as Casey. Casey's running the Big Brother Alliance. Without her in the house, Fessy and Josh would not be united. You, there would be so much and, mess. And you see none of it because it's boring. And by the way, that's her big, that that if you Google her Big Brother season, it's like, wow, the most boring winner of all time. Like she's boring. Wow. Like, this isn't, this isn't like a track meet this is the challenge like get up in someone's face or get drunk and fall down or you know pull your pants down and squeeze your butt against glass i, I don't know what you got to do but do something because these, you're saying be Devin. i'm just saying be somebody because amber ain't cutting it Darrell ain't cutting it and if i didn't know Darrell, if i just started watching the season like during world of worlds one or something like that i'd be like who the fuck is this guy i don't care about yeah, this he's, guy he's, he's scared boring. of heights that's he's the like, thing and the way he I, you can't see it but like this is Darrell's look like every episode nick i don't know how to describe what it, you're it's doing. just like kind of like i don't know what i'm doing here he's like, just looking what, around the like, room like what's going on i don't know what i'm doing here so they open up this thing and you and just have fun with it but what they get are 
lifetime free Whopper sandwiches. And yes, that is a quote, Whopper sandwiches. So they're both looking at it. And I bet you the whole thing is like, we don't eat Whoppers. Like, why are you giving us this? Like, they are two fit individuals. So maybe they're like, I don't know. I don't eat Whoppers. Okay, thanks. They kind of look at it like it's corny and cheesy. It is, but just like high five or something. Yeah, jump up and down. Or like just like if this was somebody else. Thanks, Burger King. You rock. Yeah, if this was like (laughs) Kyle or CT, they'd be like, yeah, I don't even need the money. Like they would make a meal out of it, not to be a punny here. They'd say like, uh, uh, this is now, now I'm going to take all the road trips so I can stop at Burger King. Yeah, it's just like, I love Whoppers. Like they would have fun with it even because it is stupid. You know what I mean? But these two have no fun with the stupidest moment of the season they really they just kind of look around it's like, like okay uh, and then this is where cool. i'm like i'm done with Darrell. i don't need to see him i know i've been saying like i want to see him win but it's just like he's boring he's gonna win and be like i can't believe i did it this is great it's like who cares yeah like, i don't want to see him come back amber b has lost me politically and she's boring done with this team Okay, well, maybe they'll go home soon. You never know. Back at the bunks, Amber B is talking to Nani, Cam, and Lo. Wait a minute. I don't want to move on. I have a question. Do you think that Darrell has not been targeted in the house because he's so boring? Why hasn't he been targeted in the house yet? He's a nice guy. He's supportive. People, there's a lore about him. You know, like Anissa and like who and like Leroy are probably like, oh, don't mess with Darrell. He'll beat you in the final. Like, you know, get what him I mean? out of like, there. I guess, but it's like he's also not doing, he's predictable. He's not doing anything that's scary in the house. He's laying low, so why don't you let them lay low? Plus, he's attached to a Big Brother alliance. Plus, he's probably attached to some sort of like returning player allegiance of some sort. I I don't know, but there's a lot of people on the show, but there's becoming less and less people, and his partner is making a target for them. Uh, They're just lucked out and won this episode. Back at the bunks, Amber B is talking to Nani, Cam, and Lolo about her status now. You know, she is the, her and Darrell are the double agents. Or no, they're not the double agents. What do you, what are they called when they win? I think they are the double they're agents. They're the double agents. The rogue agent is the one by themselves. And the compromised agents are the people going into the trader. <sighs> the jargon here is a little much. A lot of agents going on. <laughs> Amber B says she wants to go down there. She wants to go into the crater. She wants it. We have a night out. This night out immediately starts with Gabby talking to Kyle about how she hates Amber B and Kyle is eating it up. What a light Kyle is on the show. He's my favorite challenger because Kyle will just talk shit and like, I don't think it has anything to do with how he feels at all. He's just talking shit depending on who it is. Like, Gabby's like, I don't like Amber B. And Kyle's like, she's a fucking snake. She's a snake. You know? And it's like. She just, he's doing what I was talking about in the beginning of the show. Like, keep these people busy. Let them chew each other up. You know what I mean? And I was wondering when it was going to, how long it was going to take to get a moment between uh, Kyle and, and Gabby. I feel like. Gabby is Kyle style as far totally. as somebody that he would cheat on a girlfriend for. A blonde Brit? Yeah. That's his fave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Kyle is saying to Gabby, like, you got to get the house vote away from you. Like, you and Devin kind of have a little bit of a, a light on you. You need to get it away from you. You got to get the house vote on someone else. And then Gabby's kind of like, yeah, we're working on that. Um, Amber M. Amber B, excuse me, is talking to Nani about Gabby versus Teresa. Who does Amber B th- want to put in? You know, who's she going to, who does should the house vote be, is what Amber B is saying. Because she kind of wants it to be Gabby because her and Gabby have this bad blood. And then Nani's basically like, listen, the house vote's going to be Teresa. It's already in the process. And this is when, and then you can see Nani kind of like, you can see Nani's, Nani having influence over Amber B here. And that's when I go, ooh, Nani has made a good game move here. Well, see, I, the way that you laid it out is different than it happened. And and it's it it happened more in the in the vein that you're actually saying. Because what was said was like Amber B going, I want to go for Gabby. I just don't want that vibe in the house. I just don't like it. And then that's when she looked at her and went, uh, Nani looked at Gabby and was like, or uh, Amber was like, listen, do not make a choice with your emotions right now that's an emotional choice look at Teresa she is strong if she gets into the final she's going to beat everybody she's going to beat you she's going to beat me she's going to beat everybody this is going to be good for the house and for your game if she's gone 
And then all of a sudden, Amber was like, so should, is like, how do we get her in through the house vote? And she's like, it's already happening. She's yeah. like, and then so that's when it's like, and she was like, oh, okay, so I guess that's what we'll do. Yeah. And so it was like a quick, it wasn't like, like a mind meld, but it was like a quick reasoning, but a pointed reasoning of being like, get, you're going to get rid of her because everybody wants her out. And if you don't make this move, like that was kind of sort of the undertones. Like if you don't make this move, it's going to look bad for you and it's bad for your game. And so immediately no fight from Amber, just like, okay, so that's the move. And Amber clearly trusts Nani and Nani, this is a good move for Nani. Nani's getting out her enemy. Sure, it, it means nothing. She's not going to win. She's not even going to get a skull. She, this could be She's Nani's not gonna get a season. Skull. She's not going to get a skull. You don't know that. She ain't going to get a skull and neither is Corey. <gasps> babe sorry Corey is getting a skull and Corey's <laughs> gonna win this i mean i hate to i don't I, i'm sure i'm spoiling things for the for this episode but i'm just saying this is what's going through my mind i'm like no nah, you're never you just quit it you're not gonna get a skull Corey's not gonna get a skull why Somebody's do you, gonna take why do you skull. think Corey's not gonna get a skull i just don't think so i just don't think that so that bums me out because here's the thing okay like okay Corey is now Teresa's partner right and we should say we have this is a spoiler free like the only spoil spoils you're gonna get Enough. on this we're episode gonna... is on the episode. We don't know anything, so if we're, no, we're just talking, I know what here. happened at the end of this episode, and yeah. yeah, this might be a little spoilery for that. But I'm just gonna say, like, okay, what's happening with Corey is every single episode he's got to be like match. Every three episodes he's matched up with a new partner. Yeah, and then people don't want to be partners with Corey because like, oh no, whoever's Corey's partner will go home. So like, Teresa's like, I don't know about this. Like, maybe I'll go home because, uh, and it's just like, all right. But the, what's happening is he just got the luck of the draw when he got the first girl to go home. So, like, the girl that they want out who's, like, already at the bottom of the house is the person that gets matched up with Corey. So, like, Corey's in this perpetual, I just take whoever's left from that, the team that's targeted. Yeah. And as you know in these games, like... You know, it's like if you're targeting one person or a team, you might as well keep targeting them till they're gone. Right. Because why put a target on somebody else's back and like make, uh, you know, the house like, let's just focus on the person. Like that's going to keep happening to till Corey until he doesn't get a skull or wow. goes home. So that I'm sorry. Corey ain't going to get a skull. Nani ain't going to get a skull. That's what I'm saying right now. We have a commercial. When we come back, we're at the house and Amber B pulls Gabby aside and says she doesn't want to have any trouble. And Gabby's like, okay, but I heard that you've been talking about me possibly going in which we saw her do with nani amber b is like i definitely have not um you know and then we see Teresa talking to nam and being like i don't want to like beg her to not put me in i don't want to like even politic at all amber b asks casey then we see amber b asks casey if she is comfortable going against Teresa. and casey's like yeah Let's do it. Casey's a great competitor. She is a great competitor. I would not see any guy who had that same response. None of the guys in the house would do that. No one else in the house would do that. Everyone talks about how athletic Teresa is and how great of a competitor she is. I don't see anyone else in the house being like, yeah, I'm ready for it. Let's do it. I really don't. I don't see. I, I, Casey seems to be an, alone in this where she's like. As, a, as, as part of the females? I mean, as part of all the challengers. Nah, Leroy pretty much is like, I got to get in there and get my skull. And he did it. He didn't want to go in against, you know, he's like, let's do it. But he went up against Jay. And yeah, I don't think Jay he, is the physical equivalent to I Teresa. think they're exactly the same, actually. What? They're, they're wiry. They run. They can climb. They're athletic. He's exi It's exactly the same. Okay, so maybe Leroy and they were and the Casey. partners as well. So it's like I, I think Leroy. I think that's why this team is like the best team in the house. Leroy and Casey because they both want to win more than anybody else in the house. When Casey just is like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Doesn't that make you like her more? It yeah, makes me like I like her, more. her. I like her, but that's not the game. I'm not watching <laughs> the Olympics. You just are bored by her. I'm watching something that needs some sort of drama and like, and I don't, you know, an idea of like, hey, Big Brother, just lay low we'll get to the end and then we'll win i don't like that game that game bores me casey says in an interview i feel it in my gut that this is the right time she tells amber b i'm down then we have deliberation kyle asks any girls want to volunteer this week it's totally quiet no one's really talking nani in an interview says the fact that nobody is telling Teresa that she's going in is all the proof she needs to know that she is going in 
Um, this is just kind of like um, a weird deliberation. No one's really talking. At some point, Teresa says, are we so we're all aiming for me? And then Amber M. just turns around and says, yeah, I'm voting for you. Yeah, I'll let you know that. Um, you know, this is weird. Anissa doesn't seem to know what's going on. Anissa just says, like, are there names out there? I know people have been talking. Like, what are the names? Anissa doesn't seem no one's told Anissa she's anything. At, she's out of the loop because she's partnered with Fessy. So that alienates her from other challenge men in the house like Devin and Kyle um, and CT probably and uh, she is also Fessy's part of Big Brother so she's not probably going to get that much from you know the other the folks that are not you know what I mean like she's kind of she has decided that Fessy's going to be her meal ticket here and um and like hey I just got to do because you know she picked Fessy again I think that was not a smart move I just don't think that those people care about her in, a, in any sort of way that that would be an actual alliance for her to be in. And right now, she thinks Teresa is her best friend in the house when we don't see them talk at all on show. And she doesn't know at this point in the show that Teresa was the reason why she went in and her and Tori got split up. She doesn't get that yet. Like, she is in a bad spot. And people are kind of just waiting. Like They're laying in wait. Till it's time to steal, you know, Anissa's, Anissa's skull. skull. It's like a skull that's on the shelf, kind of. Mm. I mean, yes, like who's who's left to take the skull and will it be some sort of sumo contest or something where you have to throw your fucking weight around and, and push somebody off a goddamn, you know, beam. But what I'm starting to see is that they have like three challenges that they're in the crater. And I think the people are starting to realize that too. Like we may not see anything else, but put a ring around a thing, you know, climb a pole, uh, or, you know, uh, a pole race thing or like, a uh, a hall brawl. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I don't know. I, there's gotta be a lot going on in their head, but in my mind, if I was one of the gals in the house, yeah. I would be like, okay, I'm Anissa skull is my skull and let's, how do I work it? You know? So, so back to this quiet deliberation. I agree with you. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Back to this quiet deliberation. You're basically saying Anissa's on the outs with the group and not she, even and on purpose. The bad outs in yeah. the way that she's not getting any information. She doesn't even know. No one's really targeting and her. They just don't take her seriously. She, she thinks that she's partnered with Teresa. Teresa's the lowest person on the totem pole in the house based on interviews. And because she has partnered up with Teresa, people aren't telling her things about their game moves like Cam. Yeah. And Cam is also kind of attached to Big Brother and Big Brother is kind of attached to Anissa, but neither neither crew would, would give up anything to save Anissa. She just has nobody in this house, really. And yeah. she really needs to be talking to Big T and CT and starting to make moves on that end. Because those are the other people in this house who I kind of feel like could do something in this house and help her out. But they I don't see them talk at all. I think CT and Anissa need to like start making political interesting. moves together. So back to the silent deliberation. It's weird. Give it up for Amber M for just straight up telling Teresa she's going to vote for. This is a good Amber M episode. It really is. Leroy says, like, I don't understand how everybody is just like, I'm going to wait. Like, you guys should be trying to get down there to get this gold skull. This is the last gold skull. He like, seems to what be the, the hell? He seems to be like the cheerleader at these things. At, yeah. At the, at, you know, and just knowing that, like, production needs us to argue here. So right. can you guys start doing this? Because what he's saying to me makes no sense. Because, like, yeah, coming from a guy who got his gold skull already. Like, yeah, yeah it's easy for you to say. You went in there and had your choice. But... Yeah, Leroy's really just trying to stir the pot, and and it feels like that. And then Lolo's like, she says, some, Lolo seems so annoyed. She says something about how like I'm an athlete, and I know my strengths and my weaknesses. And one of my weaknesses is not one of my weaknesses is not talking. And like I just want to vote, you know? Well, she, well this, yeah, because she answers Leroy. She's like, I, she goes, listen, I'm an athlete. I know my strengths and my weaknesses. Okay. I'm not a good talker, so I just want to get the vote done. <laughs> yeah, and then they vote. <laughs> Voting they happens. Vote. Um, every, we see everybody vote. It's not that exciting. Then we see um, Darrell and Amber in the voting booth. Um, Darrell in an interview is like, I want Amber to go down there and get her skull. Like, yes, this is your chance. Like, do this. Then we find out that um, Teresa and Corey are going in and that basically the whole house voted for her. 
The whole house voted for her, basically. And Darrell's, like, shocked. And Darrell's like, who set that up? And then Amber B. acts like she did. I know. She's like, hmm, I don't know. Maybe, hmm. And, and Darrell's, like, mm. like, impressed. He's like, wow, yeah. But Darrell also, in an interview, is like, it seems like Amber B. might be passing this uh, um, opportunity up to get her gold skull and I don't understand this at all how many more chances are you going to get go in there and get your gold skull like I don't get this this is weird and then actually in this little like uh, you know double agents booth where they're seeing the compromised agents she's like yeah um, and she, and then they're like uh, Darrell Darrell's like so what do you think like you're going to go up against her and she was like well I don't know I might I might not but if, if I if I, I got to see what the challenge is and, and if I don't then it's going to be Casey and he's like okay cool but like Time is ticking. Like, you but ultimately, make a move he's here. saying that in his interviews. He said that to her. No, he said that to her. But he he's not putting the pressure he's on not. her. He's not. But he is. He he's bringing that energy to the interviews, and I was kind of confused by that. I kind of expected Darrell because Darrell's like, "Oh, you should you should try and go down there and get a skull." And Amber B's like, "Oh, I might do that." And Darrell's like, "Okay, well, I support whatever decision yeah. you make." I would expect him to be like, "Hey, listen, as a veteran, let me tell you, I really think you should go down." There's no. He doesn't. Of that. He doesn't consider himself a veteran. He doesn't. He he's been gone for like 15 years. I. Uh, he, he, he he thinks of himself as a new as a new player and he also wants to be a supportive person here. I think he also realizes that this is not a, a, a team game. Like you're not he's letting her make the complete choice here because he knows this is gonna be a girls' day, um, and that it's not his game to play. So it's um I don't know. I, I wish he would too. I wish he would have gotten a little bit more direct with her as well because the idea that she would pass this up with Teresa being the house vote and like, yeah, there's a lot of lore about Teresa, but like how many other people are you going to be able to think that you can go up against? Get like Gabby? Like is that who you're aiming for here? Amber M, that's it? Like, come on, like go in and get your skull. So I, I feel what he's saying in these interviews. He should have said this to her. He really yeah, should have. He really should have. Elimination has been activated. Our challengers file into the crater. And TJ tells us that Teresa and Corey have, in fact, been compromised. Corey in an interview is like, I'm kind of glad. I don't want to be connected to anything that is toxic. That's, by the way, something that came up in a lot of Cam interviews. Toxic tea, she calls it. Toxic tea, she calls, calls Teresa. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Corey's like, I don't want to be connected with anything that is toxic. TJ go, looks at Amber B and says, Hey, do you want to come down here? Amber B and Darrell. And Amber B's like, not tonight, Teej. And well, she didn't really call him Teej, but you guys get it. And then Darrell in an interview says he's frustrated with Amber B. Tell her, tell her you are frustrated with her. Um, they end up voting in who, Nick? They ended up, oh, in the crater? Yeah. They ended up voting in Leroy and Casey. That's right. They say tonight it's going to be for Casey and Leroy. Stupid. It's a dumb mistake. Um, I don't know how she would have done in this challenge, but like I, I think this is stupid. I think if you're going to win one, this could be a, one that she could have totally won. Because she mentions, like, I don't see what's going on in the ring here. And it's like, you do. You see the, Don't you see the rings and the wire and all that yeah. stuff? Yeah. Like, she's the like, rope? I don't know what this is. And it's like, you can put two and two together, And I hate babe. that she's like, I don't know if it's going to be a headbanger. Stop saying headbanger banger everybody like i get it like we're all in the same house somebody said headbanger probably tori and uh now everybody else is saying headbanger over and over and over again like i don't want to call these headbangers don't call them headbangers anymore it's corny it cringes me out yeah leroy i agree leroy and casey go down into the crater with Corey and Teresa, and then um tj gives this whole speech about how the guys one's got a skull one doesn't have a skull and there's no more, you know, skulls for guys and da da da. And he really makes it seem like Leroy and Corey are about to go in. And yada, then he's yada, like, yada, right. but it's a female elimination. Come week. on. Saw it a mile away. Saw it a mile away. And then Cam yells from the stands, TJ, stop doing that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree, too. TJ says that this elimination is called Snapping Point. They are in a circle. The two contestants will be harnessed to each other by a rope, and they have to put hoops on poles on the perimeter of this circle. So what's interesting to me about this is this is kind of an a combination of two of the elimination crater things that we've seen so far, which is the one where... Um, 
they were suspended from a wire putting rings. This is where Ashley went home the second time. Um, and Cam beat a- Ashley where they had to put rings around things. Mm-hmm. It has the elements of the rings yeah. around poles. Ring toss. But then also the one that Devin beat Wes where she had, he had to drag Wes to a point and then uh, uh, in the dirt in a circle. And it's just like smashing those two. It's interesting that they don't really have any other... And it must have been a COVID thing. Don't you think? Like yeah. the reason why they have they have limited materials to make this stuff. They're just kind of stranded in Iceland and just like, listen, we have like this amount of shit. Let's bring the least amount of stuff as possible because customs is crazy to go through and we're not going to be able to find stuntmen to, to test out a bunch of different things. So we should have this like two sets of stuntmen. Like it's it's interesting and it, and it kind of makes it like... I think the challengers are, are are beginning to maybe see this halfway through. And then it does tell you like, well, now it's like almost like one of those challenges where, and I don't know, have you ever watched a challenge, one of the classic challenges, Ash, where like there was only like seven choices on the board and like you could either pick like yeah, physical, like dual. That, that was how the duel was. Yeah, right? So, Wasn't it? So it was one of them. They did yeah. it a couple times. But there is a different way to play the game when you know there's only a couple of choices on the board. Yeah. And I'm wondering if they're starting to figure that out. Um, That's a good observation about how this elimination was a combo of those two. Uh, We see, if, and it's basically just so you guys know, this elimination is about using as much of your body strength as possible to pull the other person against their will. It, you know what it is, an ex- almost an exact thing is from the um, Corey Shane Nelson elimination in Dirty Thirty. Remember that? Yeah, um, yeah, but that's the that's more of like the Devin one because you have to just like pull it to the center yeah. and, then, and then hit a button. This has like two. This you- is about uh, making just leaning into the dirt and crawling, like really just putting your feet in there and pushing forward, and it is. Um, it, it's uh uninteresting it's uninteresting it it's, seems painful it seems hard it seems painful and the challenge did something weird where like half of this elimination was in slow motion with like a a cinematic sort of feel to it where the camera was moving around yeah, i and- think they have to do that to make some of this stuff look interesting i mean when leroy like smoked jay on on his crater yeah like, the way they talked about it afterwards was like he did it in under a minute they stretched that out to like five minutes just because you have to. And I think here as well, they had to kind of compensate with, you know, the uh, cinematic editing. I mean, let's just say what happens here. Casey wins and uh, she she gets two. Uh, what was it she she got two rings and Teresa didn't get any rings? I think it was three. Was it three? Three yeah. to nothing. Yeah. And I mean, Teresa for a second looks like she's about to make like another push. Um, but then eventually she kind of gets flipped on her butt and dragged and. It's all over, but you know, Teresa has kind of a, a really sort of impassioned kind of like um, interview uh, as she's losing this thing, and she kind of talks about what happened, you know, when she wanted she the last time uh, she played the game and why she hadn't been here. She, I guess, was on the show and then got pregnant after her last uh, appearance on the challenge, and. Um, I guess it was kind of like in her head that she never thought she felt it was like unfinished business. She didn't think she, she didn't could come feel back like she and, left the show on her own terms. Right. You and, know? and she wanted to come back. And, and a lot of it was to prove to her kids like you don't quit. And, yeah. you know, uh, one day she's my kids are going to see this and they're going to see their mom and be proud of their mom. And kind of almost like an interview I wanted to see maybe at the beginning of the season to mm. make her seem less like a villain. But maybe that wasn't the editing they wanted to do. Um, I saw an interesting tweet that was like, Teresa left at the height of her challenge career when she was she, when she was set to become basically the next female face of the franchise. And she left because she had she got pregnant. And it's like, that's interesting to think that in another world, Cara Maria did not become the face and that Teresa did, you know? Yeah, I, I, I'd, li- I'd love to look at the timelines on when she was here and when she wasn't. But um, yeah, it's interesting. You know, she's gone. It's over for her. Good game. She really like... She for did a wh- some cool shit. We complained about not being able to see her for two episodes and then the rest of the season so far was revolved around her. And, yeah. Uh, she made she's made it interesting. I would like to see her come back. I think she Me would too. have a fantastic next season. Um, maybe switch up her political game a little bit. Who knows? But Casey does win. Um, and uh, TJ gives you know, uh, hey, listen, I hope 
you know, I, I think you played really well, and I, I'd really love to see you come back again. And, you know, Teresa classily leaves. Everybody claps for her. It was all good. Uh, fun little moment here. Amber B. in an interview says, this has gone perfectly. This is an amazing move by me. Yeah, she goes <laughs> like this. She goes, she goes, yeah, I think the move I made was actually incredible. And also, like, because you got to think, like, I got my girl Casey a gold skull. And it's like, I made a great move by getting Teresa out of the house. And, like, now I have Casey who's going to help me get my skull. So yeah. that's what's going to happen. It's like as if Casey can do has that power. Right. And there's so Casey's a- going to be dodging, dodging power for the rest of this game, by the way. And Amber was clearly asked, like, do you think you made a good move? There feels like an element of scrambling oh, in totally. this interview. She's looking around the room. She knows now that that was a bad move when she's doing this interview. And yeah. that she should have taken her skull. And she's not going to get a chance again. And it's all over for Amber being her game. So... I, and this is what I think. I mean, who knows? Next week uh, may may uh, make me eat crow. But this was such a funny interview. And also, like, the idea, like, what a good move I've made. This isn't Big Brother. There's no case to be made that, like, the power moves you made in the house deserved you to win the money. Like, Right. There's no final. Slit people's throats to get a skull and then cheat your way to half a million dollars and you'll still be the champion of this game. It does not matter how you do it. Just get in the final. Yeah. Uh, these people dodging. Leroy's right. These people dodging. Darrell's right. Darrell's probably so pissed he's not in there yet. And, uh. The idea that his partner got a chance and she passed it up. He probably is like pissed about that. Um, we TJ asked Casey if she wants to, you know, steal, infiltrate and take another person's partner. And she says, no, I'm going to stay with Leroy. And then uh, Amber M gets partnered with Corey. And we get a really funny interview from Anissa where she's like, it used to be that you didn't want to stand next to Corey because you get pregnant. And now you don't want to stand next to Corey because you'll go home. Yeah, it was very funny. And then we get a final interview from Nani, which I felt like was unnecessary, but it's interesting that they decided to cap this. She says, you can feel the tension in the air. I wonder if next week will be a Nani-heavy season uh, episode. Uh, the uh, I, I mean, she needs, some, she needs something here. She needs to start playing this game. And at, that has been point. the recap, folks. Folks, that is the show. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you're following us on all platforms. You're checking out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash reality blows. Make sure that you're rating us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. And also make sure that uh, Thomas Joseph is uh, laughing his ass off as he's watching you fall into the icy cold water. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.